0: A mistrobe in Hazarta. A day. A dear Give me the power I beg of you.
1: Stop. Awake! You are all going to die
0: tonight. Shut it off. Fazda. Shut it off. Fazda. I'm drawing a line in the bucket sand here. Do not read the Latin.
1: Damn it, i never actually tagged the last episode. That's fine. Because I suck.
0: That's alright.
1: It's okay that I suck?
0: <laughs> that wasn't where I was going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, now that I mention it. So we're, we are we are totally recording.
0: With oh. our well, hello. With our
1: belt and suspender system. <laughs> the, like, we're, we're trying the, the audio recorder again, but I decided I didn't quite trust it, so we've also got laptop recording, so one of these recordings ought to be good, and if not, I'm just going to fucking give up and never podcast again. Anyway, hi, welcome that, to Don't Read the Latin.
0: <laughs> that is not
1: true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> if we had to get this out on wax cylinders, <laughs> And you'll notice God that Jen is coughing again.
0: Yeah, I have my work to thank for that. Um, I had gotten a ton better for about the last month, yeah. um, I had gone to a specialist and they'd told me the things I needed to do and the medications I needed to take. And then at work we had a bout of what they either think is food poisoning or, or a, a stomach bug that was going around. So somebody in, uh, I'm, I'm sure there was thought involved. It, Probably. Just, it just wasn't good thought. <laughs> uh, decided to attempt to hose the entire office down with, you know, those shitty air freshenerslash um, uh, disinfectant sprays, which do absolutely nothing, nothing you know. except give me asthma attacks. So um, they do something. Yeah, like, yeah, asthma know. attack, you and a throbbing headache, and uh, basically, I'm back where I was about two months ago, where I lost my voice <sighs> and having sense. trouble. Don't they know bleeding.
1: you've got a podcast to do?
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we split up the last podcast into two parts. Yes, and if we'd have had any sense, we'd have done it. We'd have. Did it like two weeks? Yeah. of a week. But you know, yeah, it's I thought what it about is. it
1: because we ended up uh, going on a slight hiatus again. We once, did when my, parents, parents, were my parents
0: were in town. It just makes recording little them. them. Fun,
1: wow, the expression you're giving me, I couldn't even possibly describe to you, listeners.
0: We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it has been a bit of a break, like a three week, if not. I think so. Months, I know, you know what? I
1: used to be better at. Hmm. When, when when we were going to have to take a break actually posting on the blog saying yeah, there's sorry. not going to be a new episode. Yeah. We
0: need to do that because...
1: I, at this point, when, apparently... When, when nobody
0: just, complains. Nobody
1: complains. So you so know. apparently at this point, I'm just like, no, fuck so, you, figure so, it out. So the
0: three listeners that we have, we're really sorry <laughs> that you've had to wait a little while. On the other side of things, uh, I think we've both got a ton of stuff. I've got... Watch. I've got, so yeah. yeah, that's oh, stuff yeah. that we've seen. So I, the, the, what we've seen recently is probably going to take up a good portion but we do have a, a theme. We
1: um, do have a theme, yeah. And, and
0: the reason why we have a theme is is all you.
1: It is all me. Our theme this episode is double features. I did a panel at Crypticon yeah. on, on double features. In other words, you know, horror movies that would make good double, double features. features. Uh, and I got, for some reason, just ridiculously excited about this panel and completely prepared for it.
0: And wasn't it... There were maybe
1: like four or five people in the audience (laughs) because of what I scheduled. So I was like, I am not wasting this material. This is getting turned into a podcast episode. (laughs) And Jen, bless her heart, was not excited about this episode idea. But but was like, okay, we'll do it for you, sweetie. (laughs)
0: Pretty much my exact Uh, words. But there's ones that I'm really excited about sometimes. And and they end up being, you know, there's times where I think you kind of went, yeah, sure. Sure. And it well, actually, the, a great the, conversation, the Monsters so.
1: episode, when you first pitched it to me, I was like, "Yeah, eh, yeah okay, yeah. I guess we could. And, and I loved it doing so it. It was a great it episode. It was a fun
0: episode, yeah. Uh, so, oh, God, you know what? I'm kind of kicking myself, because Jim has given me such shit for the fact that we never introduced ourselves. So I'm Jennifer Lovely.
1: Oh, yeah, she totally is. And, and, and I'm Michael Montour. Uh,
0: and welcome to Don't Read the Lens. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think we that kind of... That part I think we said it. Yeah, so anyhow. But what have we seen lately? I'm going to just jump right yeah, in. go for it. Um, I might be repeating myself. I know I, I, I may have mentioned this uh, movie, but uh, The Invitation. It's so goddamn good that I want to talk about it some more because I remembered some of the other movies that the director had done, and uh, I don't remember her name right now because it's just not one of those names that kind of rolls off the tongue. That was Dark About a Woman? It was.
1: Ooh, holy shit. So
0: okay. Not, okay, so even better. It's a woman director. Fucking awesome. Uh, she is the woman who directed Girl Fight. She is the woman who directed Jennifer's Body. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? Wow, this is
1: totally very, very different from God
0: bless Jennifer's it. Body. Can you hand me my phone over there? Because, you know, her name deserves to be mentioned. And I know you will edit me to where I sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about.
1: Maybe. Maybe, or if, maybe you'll if just... If you're nice to me. <laughs>
0: uh, or I might leave this
1: video because it's funny.
0: <laughs> well, I just love typing in, typing in Jennifer's Body because... Yay, Jennifer's well, body. Well, remember here. when we
1: first talked about it on the podcast? And we <laughs> like, This episode, we're talking about Jennifer's body. No, the movie. movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we've already... You're looking a, for
1: a different God, podcast. blast
0: it. We've already talked about Jennifer's body because I'm fucking falling apart. Um, it's Karen Kasuma, which I might... It's, it's K-U-S-A-M-A, Karen Kasuma. Your ass is as good as mine. Yeah, and... But the thing is, it, it, it really deserves mention because she's... She's turned she, out to
1: be pretty fucking fantastic.
0: She's a pretty fantastic. And, and the thing is, it's a, the issues that I have with Jennifer's body are more <laughs> along the lines of Diablo Cody's... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, of course. ...phrasings and... Which I
1: like, but I like very stylized dialogue.
0: Yeah, and I just don't... And, and I so don't I don't
1: really know. have any problems with Jennifer's body. <laughs> God damn it. I think Jennifer's body <laughs> is great.
0: <laughs> oh, she did Aeon Flux...
1: Oh, okay, never mind. I can't forgive her for that. Wow. She, she may have done a lot movies since, but that was terrible. Yeah. And she's... the TV series was so good. Did you ever watch I any? I
0: did not, no. Oh, my I'm God. It, it's unsamilar. this she's weird totally little, totally little piece of animation.
1: Too. Every episode, basically, she ends up dying. Okay. And then there's just, you know, the plot is just reset. Next episode, no explanation. Sure, why
0: the hell not? And
1: within any given episode, you really have to work to figure out what the hell is going on in this weird little abstract world that you're in. Well, I can't understand why
0: that's not ongoing right now. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, well this is something <laughs> on, on uh, MTV's Liquid Television back in the day when that was a thing.
0: Oh, no, and Flux. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were still talking about Jennifer's body. Um, well, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: We're, you're never going to talk about this movie again on the podcast, right?
0: are <laughs> you? But uh, The Invitation, and I, I know I covered it really thoroughly, but uh, it is just a, such a well-done movie. And I don't think I was aware until I heard an interview that was done on, I think it might have been Shockwaves. It's Killer POV, but they've become a new podcast called Shockwaves. Right, yeah. And I i think they might have been on Shockwaves, um, where they talked with her and... Uh, I was unaware of the difficulty in filming a a dinner scene where you've got everybody sitting at a table and keeping everybody's like the difficulty in keeping the, the line, what is it? The line of sight. Is that what it's called? Sight lines. The sight lines, uh, looking real. Yeah. And, and so like the technical aspect of the movie really impressed me. Um, that it's just, it seems seamless. And, but what I really appreciated is that it is a slow burn, but it manages it so very well. And at the end of the movie, um, it's this slow ramp up to just this epic explosion.
1: Yeah, it's a and, great payoff. And it's
0: a great payoff. And it seems completely utterly worth it. And mm-hmm. every character seems... Um, if they're not quite as... I don't think they're quite as fleshed out as perhaps they could have been. Um, but you feel like you know each of the characters.
1: I felt like the lead character was fleshed out as much as yeah. he needed to be. Yeah. The side characters. And
0: a little bit. Were, you know, you, yeah, you, they're fine. you get the impression of each of their impact onto their life as a couple.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, 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 I, and I honestly believe
1: that they had all been friends for a long time.
0: Yes. And it's, it's stilted in that way that, that it might be when you get together with people that you used to hang out with two years ago and haven't seen since then. Yeah. Because that's what happened. Uh, so it's just, it's really good. Um, if you like a slow burn, there's a little bit of uh, culty kind of action going on um, with the wife and a bunch of the people.
1: I, I have a perfect movie to make a great double feature with that I'm not going to mention because that would be too much of a
0: spoiler. <laughs> on, but onward. I, but I bet you know what movie I'm talking about. Like. The one I was wearing the shirt for the other yes. day. Yes. Let's see. One that I saw with Jim, which I saw Battle Beyond the Stars. <laughs> Which is a delight.
1: I saw that movie when it came out, and oh I liked my it uncritically. <laughs> but for those of you who, who aren't familiar with this movie, this is basically Roger Corman looking at the fact that Star Wars made a bunch of money, and that it was kind of loosely based on a Kurosawa film, and deciding, well, why don't I make a space opera that's loosely based on another Kurosawa film?
0: What's the woman's name? Oh, I couldn't tell. Oh that. my god. Um, Sybil Danning. The, the woman in the big silver
1: bust Oh, yeah, yeah, fully- yeah. Oh,
0: yeah wow wow <laughs> like i mean i have heard people talking about sybil danning for years and i was like ah eh, sybil D- holy <laughs> fucking shit sybil danning
1: until you finally yeah. saw two big reasons why, people why talk about everybody
0: her. talks about her <laughs> but her character was wonderful too um and it, it is it's a it's a wonderful take on seven samurai yeah and uh you know, it's, uh, just... it's
1: also got uh, Robert Vaughn in it, whom I adore from *The Man from U.N.C.L.E.* Yeah, um, but
0: it's just
1: and, fantastic. And even though it's kind of low budget. All the designs in it are great. Yeah. The models are great. The sets are great. You know, they're clearly you know, slapped together with, you know, Bondo and tape.
0: Well, but, yes, because...
1: But the visual imagination that went into it all is actually really kind of impressive.
0: And Roger Corman just never saw a model that he didn't think he could slap a little bit extra on. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and make it even more fabulous than it was. Pretty much. <laughs> So, but it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I would never have
1: thought to recommend it to you.
0: It was. I'm not sure. Why? Why did Jim? I don't know. It's just one of those <laughs> movies that he loved when he was younger, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it just seemed like, a, seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. It's another one of those movies so that, that, that
1: when I was a little kid, I was like, this has spaceships in it, and therefore I love it uncritically. Oh, it's the perfect. same way that, that when I first saw Flash Gordon you know, in 1980. I did not get that it was a campy send-up.
0: Oh, yeah. I was decide, you, was just like, this was has
1: spaceships and robots. Which I'm, means I it. Yeah.
0: Um, one thing I do want to recommend is uh, I watched uh, Slasher, which is available on Netflix, but it's like a 10-episode mini. That, that's
1: um, the title? Slasher.
0: Not, huh okay. It was Canadian, uh, and it's... Um, a Woman moves back to her small town, well, small-ish town that she's from, and uh, her her parents were killed. Uh, she was in the womb at the time of the murder, and she was like cut out. And the cops wow. come in okay. to him sitting in a chair rocking her, um, and she moves back into the the her family's house, and basically they start. It's it's kind of a Twin Peaks-ish, you know the 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 town is broken Sure. Uh, let's find out what's going on what I will say is uh, the first the first I think it's like 10 episodes and the first 8 episodes are fucking amazing what I will say and I'm going to speak really bluntly here Mm -hmm. uh, like 8 episodes in it shits the bed (laughs) it does I mean where it comes out you're like what huh Oh okay. It's one of those
1: cases where you assume that somebody was writing it and he died and someone else had else to be called in to, that to finish.
0: They, it, and was aware of the story from like somebody like yeah. me trying to explain, mm. okay, well here's what happened with the story and oh, then, then this happened God, and this they, happened. Okay,
1: go with it. There literally is an eighties episode of Doctor Who where that happened. <sighs> oh my and goodness. what made that even worse was that they legally could not tell the new writers how the original writer wanted it to end, because that was tied up with his estate—the rights to what he had written for them was still tied up with his estate. So they're like, "Here's what we've got so far. Make something up."
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: it's surprisingly not great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm really, I'm really worried about how much of this I covered in the last episode. But it's been just long enough. I'm, I'm pretty certain I didn't talk about slasher, but I am worried. No, I,
1: I you. Okay,
0: did I talk about suburban gothic? No. Okay, Suburban Gothic has Matthew Gruber, Matthew, God blast it, from Criminal Minds. And. God damn it, that's all I'm fucking doing today. Apparently, I can't remember anything.
1: You're like me, a bad case of CRS syndrome. What what is this syndrome? Can't remember shit.
0: Oh! Oh! You never heard that. I have not. I I was blissfully. Matthew Gray Gruber is His name, and who the hell's gonna remember that? Yeah, no, you're, but anyway, you're he's, he's charming and adorable and kind of in this nebbish, um, floppy haired nerd kind of way. Uh, and I've, I've liked him on criminal lines, I, I kind of like um, true crime and, and criminal procedural kind sure. of things like that. And uh, but anyway, uh, this is directed by the guy who did Excision, and uh, basically, after he did Excision, it was kind of a miserable experience, it was a really dark movie. Uh, and Ricky Bates is his name. And is
1: that the one you showed us the first few minutes uh, of? Yes. Uh, yeah. That's a weird-looking goddamn movie. Yes.
0: <laughs> so No, what's funny is um, lately, because <laughs> I used to love watching trailers. Like, I could just watch trailers for a whole evening mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. think of movies that I wanted to see. And But uh, there's so many trailers now where you're like, well, why do I even want to watch the movie now? Because you've pretty much told oh, me the yeah. entire story. And uh, I don't, I don't like spoilers, and so I, I try to avoid them a lot of the time. But you know, I'll find the random trailer that you know is something I think looks really good, or yeah. movies that I've seen, and then right before I show my Friday night horror movies, I'll show a couple of trailers. And a lot of it's just to see I've really it. been and enjoying that. Yeah, oh, it's really to cool. see if anybody has any interest in anything. Uh, Basically, he did Suburban Gothic as an homage to the 1980s horror movies where the family is racist, and things are (laughs) goofy, and stuff doesn't make sense, and it is a wacky, wacky movie, and there's just points with it where I kept looking at Handsome Boyfriend Jim, and I was just like, do we want to keep watching this? (laughs) Are we enjoying, like, is this enjoyment, or, or can we just not look away and he's like, well, I'm not not enjoying it, but I'm so confused <laughs> because there's just moments that are just weird, that are really fucking weird. But overall, there's like when I look back on it, like I'm glad I watched it. And and for some, in some way, he's made like friends with like uh, John Waters, and uh, and uh, uh, Tracy Lords plays the mom, and. Yes, Tracy Lord, the yeah. star. Okay, yeah, yeah. who plays the mom in Excision. I mean, he has all these people that are like old school, old school um, horror movie icons. Ray Weiss is in uh, Suburban Gothic. He nice. plays this like racist dad, <laughs> and um, it's just funny. Like, but but it's not funny all the time. Like sometimes right. it's just fucking weird. But you know, I mean, watch the trailer for it. And if you're like, I could I could do this for ninety minutes. And I also remember, if I'm not mistaken, it's a tight short movie. Which is good. Um, I think I've had the discussion before that um, I have I have very strict thoughts on movies that uh, every movie automatically earns 90 minutes. Like, you automatically earn an hour and a half. Sure. But you need to earn every minute after that. Yeah. Like, you don't, I, I don't care if you had a great idea, and I'm super doing air quotes here, you don't automatically in to do two hours. Because a lot of the times, it's just, you need to cut some shit. Yeah. It's too long. Um, so it's just a nice, tight, short movie. And, and I really enjoyed it. Um, rewatched Final Girls. Uh, yes.
1: Before you go on to that, speaking of trailers mm-hmm. and 80s homages, uh, did you watch the trailer for the Netflix series Stranger Things? Uh-uh. It's coming out real soon. Um, it looks fantastic. It, it's clearly a... Steven Spielberg 80s no. movie
0: Joe homage asked.
1: Okay. yeah you know right down to like you know kids on mysterious errands and with flashlights and bicycles Strange at things. night stranger things
0: stranger
1: things um yeah and it's you know small town weirdness something happening to the kids maybe there's some kind of experimentation going on huh. Yeah, it looks great.
0: Okay, I feel like I am being annoying because I seriously have so many more to talk about that I am going to pitch off to you. Well,
1: okay, I, I I was going to just have you, you oh, know, tear hell, through yeah. your list and then All right. I'll tear through Let's my tear list through and then, and list. then we'll maybe actually Re- get to the subject.
0: <laughs> of the um, rewatched Final Girls because um, I had a rough I've had a rough couple of weeks and I knew something that was going to make me happy, so rewatched Final huh. Girls, but. It, it, it always makes okay, me cry, but, yeah. but it's just such a good movie, and it, okay. and and plus, it is so so worth it, watching the movie for the Adderall driven um, <laughs> striptease. Yes,
1: yes, like watching
0: her angrily rip off her oven mitts. Yes, made me Which so. Which is a sentence that's not
1: going to make any fucking sense <laughs> <Unless> to anybody who <laughs> hasn't seen, seen the, the movie. movie, but watch so, the movie seriously. Movie is
0: wonderful. It's funny and charming, and all the actors in it are wonderful. Uh, black. Um, I watched.
1: You hit some... my drink. Bing. I guess you gave me the drink in the first
0: place. <laughs> I watched an Irish movie called The Eclipse that I have seen. I'm pretty sure it was oh, on yeah, Shutter. I think
1: I've seen that.
0: Is it the where they have like Is a writers' kind of a conference story? and it's yeah. kind of a ghost story? What did you think? I really liked it. Okay, but it's not a horror movie. Yeah, no, not it's so much. Kind but of it's a more, pretty good ghost but story. It, but it's a great ghost story, yeah. and it's more of a. It's a man whose wife died, uh, and he's trying to move on with his life. He run he helps run like this writers conference thing that has like famous authors come in. They'll do panels and have discussions. And Aiden Quinn comes in as this cocky, awful alcoholic uh, writer. And um, I don't know. It's just it's kind of a a day in the life of. Yeah. Because it is literally him. Just the whole story and and. I think I can say this without ruining anything because I think if you go into it with the expectations that it's a horror movie, you're going to be horribly disappointed. Yeah. It is a day in the life of a man who's coming to grips with the death of his wife. Yeah. And it, and it is his, it is, it is what he needed to go through. Yeah. In order to, to move on and become a human again because he was lost.
1: hmm
0: And, uh, I really enjoyed it because I really like that actor. The male, the male actor. Um, yeah. I've seen him in a bunch of other stuff, and he's always just kind of played these little bit parts. And seeing him uh, carrying the lead role was uh, unusual. And it's, yeah. Like, you know, because yeah, but, he's but, always, he was, but he was fantastic. He made a great lead. And, and it was great. And, and you you saw his appeal, and you were charmed by him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, you saying that it wasn't really a horror movie reminds me of, of a quote that I wanted to mention, because I... I heard this on the uh, We Have Such Films to Show You podcast. and It cracked me the hell up. Um, One of the two guys was was saying that he didn't really like, he'd finally seen the Amityville Horror, and he didn't really like it because it wasn't really much of a horror film to him. Eh. He said, it's more like a 70s movie about adult anxieties where the house is an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I heard that. I'm like, you have summed that up.
0: That, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And I've been thinking of it that as that ever since. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I need to spit this out. Um, wrapped up uh, Penny Dreadful.
1: Oh, yeah. Which you were greatly disappointed. I in was horribly
0: ended. I was horribly disappointed. And here's what's going to happen in my brain with, with the show is. I am trying not to let the ending affect what I think of the show in its entirety. Yeah, I get that. Um, this is like Carrie where it's so wonderful that the movie ends right as they place the crown on her head (laughs) and she's so happy. And that's the end. And that's the ending. Uh, when, uh, Vanessa makes her big choice, um, Prior to her biggest choice at the end. And I don't think that's spoiling too much because... Characters make Vanessa's, choices. Yes, that's not really a spoiler. Vanessa's Vanessa's whole arc has been uh, resisting evil.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the entire series of being tempted by one thing or another. The whole series. And uh, there is, there's a choice that she makes up to the grand finale. And I'm going to turn that fucking show off right then. Um, and it's going to become the show of uh, another woman accepting her dark power, yeah. and rolling with it. Sounds good. And that's the end of the show. Roll I'm sure credits. that there have to be people who
1: are writing fix-it fanfic for it. Oh, I know there's a bunch of people. Yeah. So here's
0: my issue is the showrunner is swearing oh, yeah. up and down mm-hmm. that uh, ending the uh, see, the series on the third season was his plan because he didn't tell anybody From until... like the middle
1: of the second season.
0: Yes. Like, yeah. Um, here's my theory. It has absolutely no basis in fact. I think he fucked something up. I think he had the possibility of having a fourth season. I think he did something wrong. Yeah. And they said no. And so in order to save face, um, he said, it's all my choice. I'm doing this That's deliberately. entirely positive. And the end of the thing seems completely appropriate if we'd have had an entire another season to go through... The the, the, sure. the, the the last three episodes of the season. If we'd had a whole full season arc of dealing with the ramifications, I think that would have been fucking wonderful and it would have been absolutely well deserved and I'd have accepted the ending.
1: This is kind of like how I wish the, the season three of Hannibal had been two seasons. Because um, oh. the, the, the first half, you know, was just Hannibal yeah. and Will fucking yes. around in Europe. and yes. they they... they in my opinion, wasted a lot of time that could have been spent on the Red Dragon storyline. Because when we finally got yeah. around to the Red Dragon storyline, it was excellent. But there was a lot that had to leave out. True. So,
0: but at the end of but
1: uh, it was still fantastic.
0: Yes, at the end of Hannibal, I was like, "This is all I get." Fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And
0: the end of Penny Dreadful just left me terribly mm-hmm. angry, really disappointed, and feeling as though, um, uh, feeling as though they had really cheated Vanessa's character. Yeah. So
1: I think I've mentioned to you before the British T V series Ultraviolet.
0: I saw like the first episode and it just didn't
1: work. You you kinda need more than one episode, I I find. But 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 I but I'm saying that, you know, after I'd seen one episode I was like, Yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. that's pretty interesting. But but it was when I watched more of it that I liked it better. But what really frustrates me about it is that Apparently it was planned from the beginning to be, you know, only one season. Oh. But the last episode opens up a whole bunch of cans of worms. And I was like, why did Why did you fucking do that? Why did you open up all these plot threads if you knew this was the end of it? Uh-huh. Instead of just tying a bow on it and saying goodnight.
0: So, I mean, in in that vein of things, one of the, the director of the final episode of uh, last season's Walking Dead loves cliffhangers. Yeah. You know, and there's some people out there who do. They just love leaving things up in the air so that you can create your own idea of what's going to happen. Yeah. And I get that, but it feels like a real disservice to me. It, sure. it, and I don't know if it's just a taste thing or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know, how much can I bitch? Because that's not what I like.
1: I was reading a really great article today that's pointing out that movies are doing this more often. They're like... Cliffhanger? But not, or, not cliffhanger so much as just they're clearly spending the entire film... Setting up sequels
0: when, oh, when they're not necessarily yeah. going to get fucking sequels. Yeah, but who knows at that point?
1: Yeah. So. Um. But but rather than telling a satisfying story.
0: Yeah, they're, the they're trying. They're trying to set up their franchise. Yeah,
1: eh. and and I get that. That's.
0: Yeah, I mean everybody hopes. You know. Yeah. Uh, I watched Intruders with um, God blasted the woman from Leverage um, who. And the thing is, is I got a little confused looking up intruders, because apparently there was another title for it called Shut In, and it's um, Beth Reisgraff, uh from Leverage. Uh, she was the uh, oh, okay. the 10 pounds of crazy in a 5 pound bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've,
1: I've only her. ever seen the first episode, yeah. but I know who you Me. mean. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, basically, um, she is um, agoraphobic, and she's taking care of her dying of cancer father, Uh, and once her father dies, um, the guy who's delivering her groceries regularly uh, becomes aware of the fact that she's got a pile of money there.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, And so a couple of people break into her house to find out that agoraphobia is not really her only problem. (laughs) She's got some other problems. And and thus breaking okay. into her house opens the door for them to be exposed to her other problems, and so it's a home I'm invasion. Sold. Yeah, it's a home yeah. invasion gone horribly, horribly wrong, and not for her. Yeah. Um. So it was it was entertaining. I don't think it was fantastic. Uh, in that same vein of it was entertaining, but not fantastic. I watched Dark Places with Char- Charlize Theron, uh, which is um, another movie from the woman who did who wrote Gone Girl.
1: Oh yeah yeah. She and so there's kind of a lot that. of
0: mindfuckery involved. Um it is a woman whose entire family was killed when she was eight and uh, they framed or they imprisoned her brother, who was I think fourteen at the time, and incarcerated him for the murder of the entire family.
1: Oh, like Oculus. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 and so, um, but there's a group, and they call themselves the Murder Club, or something along those lines, where they basically investigate... They cold. sound truthful. Well, it's it's better than it sounds, because what they do is they investigate cold cases, and see if they can dig up enough evidence, um, to prove, to either find the killer, oh, so or if someone is incarcerated... So not so much late. a, yay,
1: murder is awesome club.
0: Okay. But no. Okay. Alright. Yeah,
1: alright. Okay.
0: So, um... And uh, it was, you know, it was entertaining. It's another one of those that's right at the edge of thriller versus horror yeah. movie. Because it's not really a horror movie. It's more on the edge of thriller. Um, Charlize Theron can play the fuck out of women who are really unlikable. Um, because she Weird. she can walk down that street with her shoulders back oh, and yeah. murder yes. and make people want to get the hell out of her way. Uh, and it's, it's not saying I dislike her. It's just she has... She has that, that way about her that makes you um, second guess things. Sure. And makes yeah. you and makes you a little frightened of her. Yeah. Or uncomfortable with the idea of her. So but it was still a fantastic. Yeah, I think
1: I'd agree with that. Even when she's playing
0: Likable characters. Likeable,
1: sympathetic characters. Yeah, you're like, like Oh, oh. <laughs> do you have body stuff in your basement? Or, you know. I'm
0: gonna try really hard to make sure you like me. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh song Zam. Yes. Uh, which uh, has a, a group of people um all vying for one job offer. And it's I, like
1: a ridiculously lucrative, set yeah, life job y- offer. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: Uh, and it was really entertaining. It's um, it, it was one of those movies that was always getting thrown in my face by Netflix at the same time that Behind the Mask was The Rise of the Virgin Vernon. It was like, no, you're really going to like this. And I'm like, Netflix, sometimes you lie. <laughs> Sometimes you tell me I'm going to like movies that are absolutely horrible. And I, then every once in a while, there's this diamond in the rug. I,
1: I especially hate it when they send me email. It's like, hey, we just released this. It's crap. You like crap.
0: <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. That was distrustful. And, you know,
1: half the time, I'm really offended. And the other half the time, I'm like, oh, God, oh you're God, right. God, I, do I do like, like
0: crap. crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I watched A Horrible Way to Die which That's is uh, Simon Barrett and yeah. um God blessed, Adam Wingard and Adam Wingard thank you so much love yeah, you so much. <laughs> um it is one of their first movies that they did together. Yeah. Um hm uh I have heard it compared to Hen- Henry a Portrait of a Serial Killer oh, which then I might like it. You might. Uh it was good. I'm glad I watched it. Hmm. Um it was a rough watch, yeah. and uh, you, I personally felt like I saw their growing pains a little bit. Uh, you see them working towards uh, the craftsmanship that they're going to show with your next and mm-hmm. with the guest. Um, but on the other side of that, uh, the characters that they're dealing with in a horrible way to die are much less likable. Sure are harder characters, um, and, uh, it's an uncomfortable storyline, and some stories are like that. Yeah. So it's, it's less for you to like, and more for you to sometimes get through, um, but it's really good, um, and I really enjoyed it. I
1: have a couple of things that that fall into that category on my list of things I've seen recently, so, I, I know wherever you speak. Yeah.
0: Um, in, in the same vein if I needed to watch something that, uh, has fond memories for me, I rewatched House. Yeah. And I, I, haven't seen that in years. Did but it hold I've up to your it, it held up to mine. Okay. Um, and rewatching it now, I understand a little bit more of where Jim comes from of saying it's neither scary enough or mm-hmm. funny enough. But because of when I watched it, I'm completely accepting of it writing that line yeah. of not over-the-top funny. But I still find, there are portions of it that I did find really frightening. Yeah. So, you know. I need to
1: watch it again myself. Yeah. I'm going to cut this bit, but you just reminded me that I had a great idea. One of my, you know, great ideas for projects I'm never going to do, right? But I had a great idea last night for a completely different podcast. And that's a podcast called "Ruined Childhoods, where you you, <laughs> know, you you bring in different people to to, to watch something that and they, they love. loved when they were no. kids to talk about whether they still liked it or not.
0: Oh, so that's, it's it's such a risk to do right? that. Right, yeah. And so that would be a really a interesting podcast,
1: I think. Yeah. You know, and, and so no, I would love to life. do that in my copious free time. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, we both
0: have some. Yeah. Problem. I've been cursing a lot lately. I've been cursing more than I'm comfortable with lately. Oh, yeah? Um, I don't know. I think, I think I've think i just been stressed. And yeah. and my stress come with an extra side of fucks. Because, <laughs> <sighs> you know, because my field is barren. When well, you don't have, have a fucks
1: to give, you have more verbal because that
0: that's yeah. where I store them when I've taken them out of my field. Sure,
1: sure. That's of awesome. all the
0: fucks <laughs> I don't
1: have. <laughs> I still really want one of the bags, Demetrius.
0: Oh, the bag of fucks. Yes. Yeah.
1: So. So what else we got?
0: I, not horror, I have two things left. Um, Kind of two things. I have a Jen's Documentary Corner that I will we'll do the announcement of Jen's Documentary Corner a second. Um, <laughs> and this makes me cry. This makes me so fucking sad and it's not horror at all. I went and saw Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. And it's got Malca from the, the girl from The Guest.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It
0: Follows. And I really hope this catapults her. I hope people go, oh, look at that cute girl that played the president's daughter. Boy, she was charming. Give her some money.
1: Yeah.
0: And some roles or whatever the fuck she wants. Unfortunately, there's another sequel coming out to this. And, dear God, it's just a piece of shit. That's
1: kind of what I hear.
0: And the problem with it, and uh, Jim really put it best that... God, how the hell did he put it? He said that it's its story was okay, but the musical cues were off, or you know, it's just something like where you're like, well, that should work. Why, why is it failing miserably? Because it's just not right. Interesting. And it's just it was messy, and uh, how we kind of talked about with um, the Conjuring Two being bigger and uh, brasher yeah. and and more sequel-y, but it was good. <laughs> Independence Day, the second one, is, is bigger and messier and louder in the way that doesn't work. Yeah. because. And well, the thing is, really it just broke my heart, because it still had Jeff Goldblum. It still had yeah. Jeff, Jed Hirsch. who brought in a lot of the characters. Um, not Will Smith, because apparently he asked for way too much money. So is he died. Okay. He died giving his uh, stepson character growth. <laughs> um, they fridged Will Smith. They pretty much did. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: Um,
0: but, boy, it was just it was just a mess. And, you know, I will watch the next one um, on video. <laughs> but I'll watch it because if they have Jeff Goldblum again, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I I'm, I'm a fucking it. horror for Jeff Goldblum. I will watch terrible, terrible things that he does. Um, the other, you, you,
1: you want to see him do terrible,
0: terrible, terrible see, things.
1: Terrible, terrible
0: things. <laughs> uh, Are we talking about Jennifer's body again? <laughs> yeah, no, we could do it. <laughs> Uh, and we do have an episode of
1: Guns Documentary Corner.
0: Um, I watched Into the Abyss, uh, which is Werner Herzog. It's a Werner Herzog documentary. Oh, yeah. And it is interviewing um, a couple of people that are on death row because really? Werner Herzog is really against death penalty. Sure. And he's interviewing these people and he's like, I absolutely don't think that you should. He goes, I'm here to tell your story. I don't have to like you. He goes, and I don't like you. But okay, I think your I think your story deserves to be told, and I don't think you should be put to death. Yeah. Because he goes, I don't think we as a civilization should punish someone who's taken a life with taking their life. Yeah. You know,
1: you can't murder people. That's wrong. So we're going to murder. Murder you. you. I, it, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean,
0: pretty much exactly his take. A
1: certain gap in logic there.
0: It it's it was just a really interesting, well thought out documentary, and uh, and I really enjoyed it, and. Um, I watched uh, the original Decline of Western Civilization. I bought the box set uh, that oh, came out. Okay. Yeah, I bought it like right in pre-order because right. I've been waiting on this blessed thing for decades. I have spent so much money, and the thing is, is it was the first time on I various
1: formats of it. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I had bought two VHS tapes of the very first one, which is the punk, and. I've never seen the end because, one, on two, both of them, because they're from 81,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the tape is so damaged. Yeah. Because pretty much they just did that wrong. There weren't additional. So, I mean, you're dealing with a, you know, 30-plus-year-old VHS tape. Um, and I, I could never, even a Scarecrow's copy is terrible. And so yeah. I'd never seen the end of it. So I was like, God damn it, I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> and, and, oh, this is what happens at this point. <laughs> it is really good. Um, and it reminded, you know, the, the second one is The the Metal Years, also really good. But the one that doesn't get talked about, and I did not watch it um, recently, but is absolutely wonderful, and it's on GutterPunks and, and basically Street Kids. Mm. And it's the third one, the kind of Western Civilization part three. And when you listen to interviews with her, that one is her favorite. And, she's cool. a, and it is the one that nobody's seen. Right. Um, of course. But her documentaries are fantastic. And if, if you ever have a chance to see um, any of the more serious films that Penelope Spears has done, uh, Suburbia or um, uh, I think the, the Boys Next Door, I think is what it's called, um, they're, they're fantastic films. She is, she is more than The Little Rascals and um, Wayne's World. You know, they they are what put the money in her pocket, yeah. so that she could do other things. And,
1: and and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's and no, I have yeah. absolutely yeah. no problem with that.
0: I think artists should get to make money any fucking way they choose and not be shamed for it. Yeah, there is no selling out. There is just feeding yourself. Fuck that. Um, and uh, the other two things that I saw were, um, I'm kind of a True Crime buff, and I don't think I've talked about this too much. And when I was in high school, um. At some rummage sale, I bought a copy of *Helter Skelter*, and and which is uh, Vincent Bugliosi's um, retelling of his part in prosecuting Charles Manson. Oh, that sounds really interesting. And it's a it's a really good it's an amazing book. Um, and it, it just I don't know why it interests me so much. The, it just it the just book does. I had
1: heard of, but I didn't realize that there was ever a film.
0: There's so well, there's a bunch of. There's a bunch of films, but the one that I'd always looked for is there was a student. Oh, this is, oh, there's also a creepy story involved. Yay, <laughs> Yay creepy stories. So um, there was a, a documentary done simply called Manson, and it was done by a kid who was going to film school at the time of the trial. He just picked up his camera and said, this is what his film was going to be. So he went down to the courthouse. He has interviews with Buleyosi. Holy shit! He okay. the only person he doesn't have interviews with is Charlie because Charlie right. behind this before this started he was already in jail. Yeah. But he went out to fucking Spawn Ranch and he has all of these interviews and all of this footage hanging out with the family. Wow. Okay. And it's slightly you know it's slightly um, it is a student film. I mean sure. he was not that polished of a documentarian because he was a kid too but it's a slice of history yeah, and they're terrifying. And he interviewed them over a course of quite a while because you get to see like the girls, you know, he talks to them when they all have pixies right after they shave their heads. Right. I mean, and he talks to them later where their hair's a little more grown out. I mean, time has passed while he's talking to them. And, uh, but anyway, so I saw, I've never been able to find it anywhere. And I knew I saw a DVD somewhere. Some shitty uh, video store somewhere had a copy because I've seen it once before. But I've never been able to find a legitimate copy of it anywhere. Well, people who've made films can become vendors, basically, True. on Amazon. I was like, holy shit, it's there. And I bought it. The filmmaker sent me a copy. It is basically one of those, like, he ripped the disc. Right. I got a permission letter that I can show it in my home. I just can't charge money for it. <laughs> it is a white Xerox cover for the DVD with my name written on it. Oh, my God. This is Jennifer Lovely's copy of Manson. And it everything was just so, like, directed to me yeah. that when I was, like, shaking the DVD, it felt stuff shaking. I'm like, oh, my God, what else is in the DVD? You know, and I'm envisioning, like, you know, here's the picture of us that I drew, for, like, <laughs> like, hanging out, Jennifer. Watch my movie, and, and I'll talk to you again later. <laughs> and no, there was just stuff in it that was like, it was like a
1: basically the,
0: bubble paper the, to, like, keep it from popping out of the thing. But it was weird. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's awesome, and I watched it, and it's a really neat documentary. But, like, how I got it, it's kind of weird. And so now I can't ever get rid of it because, like, the card, <laughs> yeah, like, no, is that, that my name? That's yeah. my copy. Um, and the other thing I got was Six Degrees of of Helter Skelter, which is um, there's a guy who got kind of famous for doing death tours in L.A., and he's also the person that I remember when I first, I, I was pretty late to the game of getting on the Internet. So, like, 98 or so, getting on the Internet and finding the Find a Grave. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it had celebrity grave sites, and it would have pictures of it and a little bit of information. Well, he did a, um, and I haven't gotten, I've gotten like three quarters of the way through this, but I started watching it really late last night. And um, he basically does kind of that tour of Helter Skelter, of like, he's got little bits of memorabilia from different things that happened. Takes you all over to the city where different things happened. Um, Takes you to Dennis Wilson's house. Stands outside and goes, this is where this happened. And he's really, really well researched. But it's really weird walking around. This is where the spawn ranch was. Yeah. We're going to do some, you know, we're going to bring out our little me- metal uh, detectors. And what do we find? Oh, look, it, here's the stuff that we found. Okay. You know, and I mean, but it's just, it's it's a tour of the city where this existed. It uh, takes you to uh, the house of, like, J.C. Brink. And the doctor that owns it, that bought it, like, in 70, like, he was the first person who bought the house, like, immediately right. after the murders occurred. Um, and he's like, I was a student. I used to bike through here, and I would look at this house all the time, and I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> and then, you know, I was like, when, I, when I'm when i an adult, like, and I'm done with school, like, I'm, I want to buy this house. Well, it was for sale. <laughs> cheap. Cheap. <laughs> You know, and it's not the house that the murders occurred in, but but he's yeah. You know, he'd always wanted this house, and like, and the thing is, is you know, Sebring's family that sold it, they just wanted to sell it to somebody respectable because there were so many rock stars. Like the doors were just like a little couple doors down or something like that. (laughs) And wah wah wah, they just wanted to sell it to somebody who was gonna, you know, just be respectable and nice and take over the house and not, you know, because to them. It was, you know, rock and roll and crazy people. Yeah. That is why their son was no longer with them. Yeah. So that's me. Like, I have seen a ton of stuff. So, what have you seen? Uh,
1: the first thing that I've seen that I want to talk about is I, I, I got to see a free preview screening of, of, uh,
0: Neon Demon. Holy motherfucking shit, I'm so sorry. I watched The Night Stalker, and oh my god, that was fucking terrifying.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah, the, the, the one with, uh...
0: With, uh... uh, uh Lou and Phillips as
1: Richard Ramirez.
0: is shit! fucking terrifying? Fantastic. I told you that was so good. Okay, I'm sorry. So anyway, Neon Demon, I'm so sorry. <laughs> for both interrupting no, for, you. For,
1: I, I was just deeply puzzled because for a second I thought you were really excited and enthusiastic about something in Neon Demon. And I can assure you, having seen it, there is nothing worth <laughs> getting enthusiastic or excited about in Neon Demon. Except the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. Yeah. I bought the soundtrack. <laughs> The movie
0: is I I wanted to do a thing on soundtracks to movies soundtracks we love to movies we hate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think I posted on Twitter that this was was the, the most, you know, divergent quality of soundtrack to quality of movie ratio since Cool World. Ugh. <laughs> um It was trying really desperately hard to be, you know, super edgy and super yeah. artsy. And it was really impressed with itself, and there was a like a necrophilia scene for no good goddamn reason and the plot was kind of incoherent and and, and the whole you know theme of it really is that the kind of you know Hollywood eats its young, which is an observation that no one has ever made before, and I would <laughs> love to know how it came up with such an original interpretation um, basically, I've seen nineteen year olds run edgier than power of the masquerade games. Oh ow. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this movie, do not go to this movie, if you take one recommendation away from me in this podcast, and I don't mean this episode, I mean if you listen to one thing I've said in the entire podcast we've done, <laughs> don't see this movie, it's terrible. So, since that was so terrible, um, I was like, okay, it's not that late, I bet Scarecrow is still open, I right? no, go rent something good, better, yeah. so I, I, I went and rented a couple things that I had heard good things about. Okay. Uh, and one of which was uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, oh.
0: uh, which
1: was great, just like you said it was. My own complaint about it is I wish it had been called anything else, because oh. they may as well have called it, There's a Monster at the End of this Movie, starring Groverfield. Oh! <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the
0: whole... Th- uh, so, spoilers for 10 Cloverfield Lane. There's I a mean, monster in it. Who knew? But, okay, so... That's a huge spoiler, though, because that's, you are... Real, but But no, uh, but no, because you spend the whole movie wondering, is he crazy, or is he sane, or is he crazy, but he's sane? He's... yes. And... but, you know, you don't necessarily...
1: This, this is exactly my, 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 my frustration with, though. It is structured so that... You should spend the entire movie and wondering, is there going to be a monster or not? Why would they fucking call it that if there wasn't a monster in it? I don't <laughs>
0: care. I don't care. Because to it, me, it, but, it, I, it, but yeah. And isn't uh, John so Goodman terrifying?
1: Yes, he is yeah. fantastic. This might be the best thing I've ever seen him do. And it's John Goodman we're talking about. You know, he's yeah, always he's excellent. Always good.
0: And but in this case, yes. even better. Shaking so hard I could barely hold my phone because oh, he yeah. is literally my stepfather. You know, minus the... And I've already said spoilers, so, you know, if you, you know, seen, haven't seen it and you don't want a huge fucking spoiler, you need to go forward a couple minutes. Like, minus the the, the kidnapping, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, So
1: far as you know, at any rate.
0: Uh, yeah, at least he had never kidnapped me, so... Uh, there I you go. That. Okay, so
1: that's something. You, um, so you but, got that going for you, which yeah. is nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, no, when I talk about my childhood and, and my comment is, hey, at least I was never sexually assaulted. Like, yay! Yay! That's, when, when I had, know, the, a neighbor, when had the neighbor who attempted to molest me, and when he stopped when I told him no. Like, that's the high point of my child. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, but yeah, John Goodman, terrifying.
1: Yeah, book absolutely. Uh, the but, next
0: but, but didn't you fucking love her? Like yeah. when she chose, yeah, when she chose to like turned and went into danger at the end. Like I was like, you, I was like punching my. You fist know what?
1: What? It, it, and again, I suppose this is a, mi- a minor spoiler for the ending.
0: Because she always yeah. fucking run away when she mm-hmm. chose to drive towards. But danger. what was really interesting
1: was uh, in the radio broadcast. She's responding to. She perks up slightly when they say, "If you have any military experience or,", ah. or is that? and I was like oh
0: yeah so. yeah
1: so i i don't know if you know i'm reading too much into that scene but it, it made me wonder if there's something more in her background Who knows? you know from before the relationship that she had okay so the next thing i saw was pretty excellent which i've always heard uh, heard it was I do not recommend you watch this. Okay, uh, and that's uh, Funny Games. I oh the, God, the I've
0: never had any interest in whatsoever in watching that. So
1: I was interested in watching it because I knew.
0: No, I've heard it's wonderful. Yeah, I,
1: I, <laughs> I knew there was like a metafictional aspect yeah. to it, um, which <laughs> it's kind of ironic. That's the thing that got me to watch it, but I wish I hadn't had that particular spoiler because it would have yeah. been a really mind blowing moment when. You know the characters start explicitly affecting the plot.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, although, what one metafictional moment, relatively early on, that that, that I loved—that's that, not not a, a huge spoiler—is it, it's it's a home invasion movie. At one point, one of the, the invaders turns to the camera and says, "What do you think? What do you think their chances are? You are on their side, aren't you?" Oh. Yeah. And so that was kind of amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. And the other thing that was amazing in it is that after pretty much the worst is over, although not entirely, um, and they have left, uh, you just see the scene of the the family reacting and trying to pull their shit together, and it is a a ten-minute scene with not a single cut. The camera is just on them relentlessly as... Wow. Yeah. And so it was great. It was fantastic. And it was a very, very hard watch. I mentioned that I had more than one thing that was a hard watch. Uh, I finally finished watching uh, Jessica Jones, which um,
0: I am so glad Jim held my hand through that entire yeah, series. Like, yeah, they're Like there were like even I think the first like three episodes, like where I'm just crying. Yeah, I was just crying.
1: I, I, I have to say that I literally stopped enjoying the series about halfway through. Yeah, I honestly did, but I was emotionally invested enough yeah. at that point that I had to see Boy, where it went. Terrifying! Oh my god, he was. Yeah. Um, let's see. So another one that I, that I rented because I'd heard really good things about it, and, and I, I wanted to finally see it because this is what I've been meaning to see for years. Is I watched Blood Simple.
0: Uh, uh-huh. The Coen Brothers'
1: first movie. I take it from your reaction that you have seen this. No, no, but,
0: no. I'm just so familiar with it, but I've always wanted to see it's it. So but good. I both. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh
0: huh. Oh God, I didn't write those movies down either. Um, because I just watched uh, Hail Caesar, which oh, yeah. is their new comedy, yeah. and it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And so, oh, on a completely different note, the second thing I watched other than Hail Caesar was I watched um, Spy with Melissa McCarthy. Oh yeah. And it was just charming and 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 funny. And so, way better than the trailers made it look.
1: Yes, what because me. what
0: they did in the trailer was they were trying to give it the impression that it was like, look at the fat chick, fuck things up. Yeah. And she is she is adept. She is good at what she does. And she is masterful in how she does things. And it, it was just um it was just wonderful. So in your face of like fucking hateful male crybabies <laughs> i have seen i have both seen like respectable critics male talking about how the new ghostbusters is absolutely fucking messy yes. piece of shit and i've seen a bunch of other people who have been like that was a ton of fucking fun yeah everybody did a really great job these are great actors they did a great job with it Absolutely, see it in the theater. I, so. I
1: saw a link earlier to an article titled "The Ghostbusters Best
0: Reboot Ever," which I'm going to say unlikely because the film uh, exists.
1: But, but I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the thing for that matter, and the thing. But but, but no. But Jason I'm just really really excited loved it, that so, yeah. there are people who are that
0: yeah that into it. Yeah, I'm yeah. so looking forward to seeing it. And your fucking face. Yep. I just I was like my I was I swear to God I was just fucking praying. I'm like, don't suck.
1: Yeah, right?
0: Don't suck. Oh my god, because if you give them fodder, and it's never going to be good enough. For the for the men out there that are crying about us ruining their childhood, I'm sorry, fuck you, it was my childhood too.
1: Yeah, and exactly. This was never meant for just you. you. It was meant for anybody. Yes. And this is meant for anybody. Everybody. It, there's no reason you shouldn't you be able like to enjoy it.
0: it go watch something else. Yes. Yeah. And quit yeah, crying fuck your fucking just, man tears.
1: Oh, uh, let's see, what else have I got? Uh, before any of those, uh, this is in no particular order because I couldn't really remember order I watched this stuff in. Uh, our friend Sean showed me this movie, uh, Ava's Possessions. Which okay. is kind of a, a horror comedy. way. Okay. It wasn't great, but there are a lot of things that I liked about it. Uh somehow managed to be really interestingly and stylishly shot and lit, and yet still somehow look really fucking cheap at the same time. (laughs) I don't know how they pulled that off.
0: You're so cheap, but I love you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's basically the aftermath of this woman who had been possessed by the devil, of her trying to put her life back together. (gasps) And she is, you know, by a court order going to this therapy group of people who had been possessed. Huh. Because it's set in this world where, you know, everyone knows this is just something that happens sometimes. Oh, that's not okay. It, it was kind of great, you know. Because, uh, you know, she tells someone, oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I was possessed at the time. Oh, okay, okay well. Fine. Well, shit, you know. It, it, yeah. no. And, and so, so it was kind of interesting. The plot meandered a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it was clearly setting out to do something different. And I really appreciated that about it. Some not great movies that I enjoyed anyway. <laughs> I saw Madhouse with Vincent Price and Peter Cushing. Okay. You ever heard that I
0: haven't
1: heard of it, but... Uh, it, it, it's what, yet another one of those where I, I'd seen the box in yeah. video stores for years and it always meant to rent it. Yeah. So finally got around to it. Uh, it's not fantastic. It's, for one thing, the world's most obvious murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Who is framing our central character for the murders? Could it possibly be the only other character who's gotten any screen time in the album? It is! Uh... <laughs> Uh, But, you know, on the other hand, it has fucking Vincent Price and Peter Cushing in it, and they're fantastic. So it was totally worth watching.
0: Uh, The movie that I saw last year, so Handsome Boyfriend Gemini, one year anniversary is coming up this Monday. And the movie that we saw at that outdoor movie was The Devil Rides Out. Oh, yeah. Which is um, Christopher Lee and Charles Gray. But when you're talking about stuff like that, where you're like, eh, it was okay. That was really good. Really? Yeah, but I, it's I've really it's really hard to find. It's got me good from. But it's uh, Richard Matheson. Oh, okay. Richard Matheson's Great Place. So in that vein of, like, because there's a bunch of those that are kind of stinkers or yeah. just not quite good enough, but that one's really good. And if cool. you get a chance, you should watch cool. that. Cool. I'll have to watch that.
1: The other one that I saw, and I saw this uh, just last week at the Grand Illusion, uh, Lucio Fulci's A Cat in the Brain. Okay. Uh, which I really enjoyed. You wouldn't like it, like, (laughs) at all. Um, But it was kind of clever and interesting and way funnier than I thought it was going to be, which was was odd. But it stars Lucio Fulci as As a famous horror movie director named Lucio Fulci. Of course. Who um, is worried that his work is driving him crazy, so he goes to see this therapist.
0: Right.
1: And then the therapist in, in, you know... Complete Nightbreed style decides, oh, I'm I'm going to commit some murders and frame this guy for them. Because he's
0: already nuts. Exactly.
1: And (laughs) let me put it this way. There's a point late in the film where uh, this therapist says to him, okay, these weird hallucinations you've been having, I want you to start writing them down. I want you to string it all together as as if you were trying to put it all together into a film plot. At which point I said to myself, it's way too late for you to think of that now. Because, yeah, not so much with the film plot. But a lot with the, the just really inventive, yeah. just horrible fucking shit going on. <laughs> um, it was fun. I'm glad I saw it. Uh, one that I started to watch and gave up on is uh, something on Netflix called Curve. Mm. And the idea of it was really appealing to me. Uh, this woman picks up this really charming hitchhiker who, you know, turns out to be... You know, have not so good intentions, and so she runs the car off the road and over a cliff, and manages uh-huh. to get separated from him. And then you know, a, a, a cat and mouse thriller ensues from there. Great yeah. setup, but it did something I absolutely hate. Yeah. Which is that as soon as you know the character reveals his his evil intentions, he starts acting completely different. He yeah. starts acting evil.
0: Wow. You know,
1: and, and I'm like, no, just it, it. okay. Spoilers for the stage play Wicked. That's one of the things that I loved about Wicked that, that it did totally right is, is is when you know the Wizard reveals you know what a piece of shit he is. He's still being as nice and sweet and charming and gentle as he was before mm-hmm. because he's still the same fucking person. Yeah, you know, and that's really <laughs> effective to me as yeah. opposed to this this really forced heel turn. Yeah,
0: now I have to twist my mustache.
1: Yeah, and, and so I I made it about another five minutes after the reveal. You're like,
0: I'm like
1: nope. So
0: saw a little nope's trailing away yep. after you. <laughs> can't recommend it.
1: Uh, I saw uh, two more movies, uh, both of which I thought were really, really good. One was Splinter.
0: Oh, have, have you seen I, that? no! I'm the one who told you about it. Yeah, it's great.
1: I wish to God I had seen it before we did the monster episode. Oh yeah. Because it's a great, tight little self-contained creature feature.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it just seemed really um, original.
1: Yeah, yeah, it original. really did. Yeah. And while
0: being really frightening. Mm-hmm. Really frightening. Did you say there's two yeah, more? That
1: you I, think? There are two more, so I have one more after this. But the only other thing I want to say about it, I only have one complaint about the way it was structured. And the way they did it was totally reasonable, and I see why they did it that way. Which is, you know, you start out with our two protagonists have been kidnapped, and then when the monster shows up, the kidnappers and they, you know, work together,
0: mm-hmm. you know, putting yeah. aside
1: their differences because their and lives and are in danger. And. That makes total sense,
0: uh-huh.
1: but it totally killed dead one of the sources of tension in this group. Uh-huh. I think it would have could have been way more interesting if if things had continued to be really tense between them, and you had the monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the only thing I have to say against it. Baby. But otherwise,
0: it's a great, otherwise a great it was fantastic little story.
1: Yeah. And the last thing I saw was uh, a movie called The Loved Ones.
0: I've heard really good things about that.
1: It was really good. It was kind of a hard watch yeah. in, 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 in a lot of ways.
0: That's why I haven't watched it. I don't it.
1: know if I would recommend it to you. It's, I, it's so you know, good. I
0: mean, I've, I've, I've heard wonderful things about it. It's, it's the girl, right? Who Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a
1: guy who they're about to have their end of the school year dance. This is an Australian film, yeah. so I'm guessing that's a thing there. Which, you know, seems to be culturally like prom equivalent. Yeah. You know this, this this shy girl who's never really talked too much. You know, out of the blue asks and you know, would, would, would you go with me? And he's like, oh no, sorry, you know, I'm already going with you know this girl who's his girlfriend. And then uh, her dad kidnaps him and yep. and takes them back to their place for for you know, for yeah, basically, and for you know <laughs> a little bit of torture for the rejection.
0: Sure, why not?
1: And and so it's basically in some ways it's like People Under the Stairs is directed by John Hughes. Oh. Uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, that's a face I just you know, made. You're the best face. I need to just start having a camera ready. No. I can't share that with people. <laughs> with
1: you. Um, but, yeah, I really liked it. No, I've the, done really the, good
0: things about it, but I just I, I got the sense straight off the bat. It's like funny games where I'm like, you not my bag.
1: I would recommend you watch this over funny games. Nah. Um, I'm not going to, but uh, Well, but but still, just 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 for the sake of uh, talking about it.
0: The two uncomfortable watches that I want you to watch for me yeah. is the boy. The boy.
1: Yeah, not the ventriloquism double, no the, the, the other one. The
0: other one and uh, Joshua.
1: Which one was that?
0: That was the Sam Rockwell oh, yeah, uh yeah. Formiga. No, yeah. no no not the no. Formiga. Um anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it was the one who played the mom in not Vera from but the one who played the mom in Orphan.
1: Yeah, that's but up, right. in,
0: anyway, but uh, they have the like eleven year old son. They're both exactly the almost the same story kind of, yeah. of like budding sociopath, psychopath, um, killing child.
1: But I was a little nervous going into it because it looked pretty torture porny. Yeah, and you know that's not really in my bag. Yeah, right? yeah, and. It certainly, you know, has torture-y scenes that are hard to watch. But I wouldn't put it under the the torture porn category because with a lot of those movies, I get the feeling that you're supposed to be kind of gleeful at watching the mayhem. And that you're not supposed to care about the characters, you know, really. Whereas in this, you know, when this guy goes missing, he has people looking for him. You know, his girlfriend is trying to figure out where he is. His mom is trying to figure out where he is. Uh, which I'm presuming is where where the title comes from, really. One, yeah. yeah. And so this is this is a movie that really cares about its characters, makes you care about its characters. Um and yeah, I, I, I really, really liked it. Oh good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you
0: liked it. You know, I, I think I I kept seeing write ups about it. And mm-hmm. I just I knew it wasn't my it, tag. It's on, it's on you... a
1: bunch of best movie yeah. lists
0: that I've yeah. seen. So one of the suggestions that, that Jim had, and I completely shot him down for it, but,
1: but <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, that guy. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. He doesn't know what he's <laughs> um,
0: He talked about what makes a good double feature. Like, yeah. I have a discussion a little bit about that. And um, I I personally, see, I, I like the idea of stuff that is similarly themed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like the idea of showing, like, the good version and, like, the cheesy version of the same idea. <laughs> In which order, though? You have to show the good one first, and then really? you show the fun the fun one. Okay. Second. Or no 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 no. You show the fun one first, and then you wrap it up because if with you show it with really. the good one, yes, okay. Because I think if you show the silly one second, you're like, well, that's not as fucking good as the one we just right. saw. Yeah, I whereas, agree with that. Whereas, that is... whereas you show, you know, if you wrap it up with like the one that like is craftful, and mm-hmm. um, then you're like, yeah, it pays homage to like the silly notes that the first one hits. But, you know, and, and ones that I was kind of thinking of in that vein of kind of the same story, but, like, the less good versus the, the classic one. It was showing, like, the others and then the innocence. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's similarly themed. Sure, but, sure. But there's also a, a problem with, um, you know, how heavy do you go with a double feature, you know? Of, of like, how much weight do both of them carry, sure. you know? <laughs> do you just want to depress the fuck out of everybody? <laughs> You know, and then I've always laughed that um, one of the best double features I've ever saw was um, Harvey and Donnie Darko.
1: That's brilliant. That's completely brilliant.
0: And horrible. And brilliant, but horrible.
1: You'll you'll, (laughs) you'll appreciate this. And our more childish listeners will appreciate it as well. There was a night that uh, a girl I was dating at the time and I rented a couple of movies from Blockbuster just because we liked the titles together oh god and we brought them up to the register and the guy checked us out and said okay snatch and shaft are going to be due back and that was as far as he got before he fell on the counter laughing <laughs> That's <awesome>. yes
0: <laughs> so but yeah I think I think when I, I I do like you know the silly and the well-crafted
1: yeah that works
0: but that you know well. but then but then I sit there and think about stuff like I would show Ghost Ship and 13 Ghosts together. Why? Because they're both directed by the same guy. Yeah. And they both have kind of the same feel and they feel like they would fit well together.
1: Yeah, I agree. I've got on my list uh, putting together uh, House on Haunted Hill
0: and and 13 Ghosts. Fantastic. Equally good. Yeah. There's actually a couple of things where I was like, like, I was thinking, what would pair well with Final Girls? Uh, I've got one. I had a couple. You know, I was like, Well, would you show that with Nightmare on Elm Street or would you show that with like a Friday the thirteenth?
1: You show it with Behind the Mask. Ah
0: <laughs> So, but I paired Behind the Mask with Halloween.
1: Ah, that's really good. I had Halloween and then It Follows.
0: fan fucking Because, yes, because and, I compared yeah, It Follows exactly. Monster to Michael Myers multiple yes. times.
1: And, and, and that's one that I do. Ah,
0: okay, alright. See I wasn't I wasn't now now excited.
1: See that—that's what I want to do in that order because of when they came out. You know, here's yeah, the yeah. classic. Here's what it influenced. Yeah. You know, that's not one where I want to try to point to one and say this is the better movie. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, another one that I thought that was kind of—they're both kind of silly. Dance of the Paradise and Stage Fright.
1: Oh, that's good. But I don't that's know. That's pretty good. But I
0: don't know what an order you'd do them.
1: In. Yeah, you've also—you've also got the Masked Killer in both of those. Yeah. 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 That, yeah that's
0: good. Oh, uh, my God, I'm having fun. I didn't like <laughs> this at
1: all. Uh, see, I had, and I don't I don't know if you've seen this one, so you may not appreciate yeah. this pairing at all, uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 and Stage Fright.
0: Oh, that sounds perfect. I, yeah. And I okay. have not seen Sleepaway but Camp 2. But from what Sleep you F- know of it. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it's a silly, fun horror movie that doesn't take itself seriously at all set at a camp. Yes. You know, so so that, that's
0: both of them. This is all Jim's fault. Mm-hmm. Deep Blue Sea and Jaws. Oh yeah,
1: no, he's right. <laughs> well, no, fun. this is
0: my idea, but it's his fault that I'm even thinking of these oh, okay.
1: movies. Okay, okay, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> Here's one I think you'll like. This this is a really solidly quality pairing, I, I think. Cat People, the original, and Spring. <gasps>
0: oh, yeah. See? Oh my gosh.
1: See, the, the, the reason that I got excited about this is, is I think of this this sort of thing all the time. Of you know, if I was having a horror movie like Halloween party to invite friends over to. If I weren't, you know, a grown-up now, and my friends are always fucking busy and I have no social life at all, this is it, listeners. Me talking in your ears, that's my social life
0: right
1: now. <laughs> um, that, you know, what what would I want to show to people? And, and, and so I've got the
0: entire Baldwin collection yes. that, I would, that I would love to show. And on a completely separate note, um, I am slowly getting back to where I can start listening to podcast again. Um, because I used to have like a good six podcasts that I listened to every week. I had like, you know, there was one that released on Monday and one that was on Wednesdays and one that was on Fridays and you know, so each day I had one that I would listen to when I started getting behind on all of them and it just started stressing me out. I started feeling this weight of this media hanging over my head of, you know, I was talking about my TiVo just stressing me out of like, I, I just had to fucking let it go. But I'm starting to get back into a couple of things, and a new podcast that I found is um, All Old Hollywood, and it's called You Must Remember This. Oh, yeah, you told
1: me about this. Yeah. And, that sounds and, great.
0: And it's great, and um, she has people do voices for some, it's all the first hundred years of Hollywood, and she has a um, she has seasons. One's all suggestions, uh, an entire season of people's suggestions for, for topics, and one of them is um, the entire career of Val Luton. So it talks about cat people and it talks about, you know, the sequel and and a bunch of other stuff has an entire season on the blacklist. And the reason why I researched into uh, the Manson documentaries was because she does an entire season on the Manson history. And covering and like a lot of it. Hollywood, yeah. yeah, wow, but it's fucking fantastic. And so, uh, but anyway, one of the guys that does some of the voice work for her podcast is from the Memory Palace, which is one of those podcasts that just gets held up all the time for being just fucking gorgeous. Uh, the Memory Palace and Lore are also two podcasts that. Oh, did you finally listen to? I,
1: no, I didn't make it through it. I need I need to give Lore another shot. I, I started listening to the first episode. Oh, I
0: loved them. I started listening
1: to the first episode about. Ten minutes into it, I was like, "You haven't told me a damn thing I didn't already know."
0: I'm bored now. Okay, maybe just try a different episode. Maybe, yeah. So, so I just loved his storytelling style. Yeah, and and um, the way he puts things together with music and and um, mm-hmm. I, it it sounded great.
1: Yeah, you know, but just, I just yeah, I, but, I probably will. Yeah, I, I probably will just say to hold it with that episode and come back. To yeah, else. exactly.
0: Go to someone else. Okay, but anyway, the reason you must remember this because we have talked about Valentin. Is, yeah. is they do an entire episode on, on him. And I now, think those are fucking
1: wonderful. Is Isle of the Dead one of yes. Luton's?
0: Yeah. Isn't that Boris Karloff?
1: Maybe. All I know is I was putting together a list the other day of horror movies I need to watch. Uh-huh. And I was going through a bunch of people's lists online of, you know, great horror movies you haven't heard of. Uh, and I read the description of that one and thought, that sounds fucking fantastic. Uh-huh. And, and I know Jen has it.
0: I do. So, <laughs> As I'm standing at my shelf right now. Oh, wait, I'm looking in the wrong section. Oh, of course, yeah.
1: Hang <laughs> I mean, on, it's down the hermetically sealed vault. I don't... Yeah,
0: I don't... We'd mean. have,
1: like, Jack Benny going into his vault sound effects here. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got that. but <laughs> Or it might be in the horror uh, section. God damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, here's one I think you like. Housebound and the Frighteners.
0: Oh, that's perfect! Yeah.
1: H- housebound just had that same kind of feel to it, to oh, me, yeah. you know, in a lot of ways.
0: I had uh, the um, craft in Practical Magic.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah? Yeah.
1: Uh, the, <laughs> the other thing that I try to do with these is... is, is end, the, I think
0: they need to complement a little
1: they, too. They do need to complement each other. I like to try to end on the one where the ending of the film leaves you feeling up.
0: Okay. No, that's great. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> this is a lesson I learned years ago. When at the Neptune, I saw these two films for the first time. I saw uh, Heavy Metal and then The Wall. <laughs> that is the wrong order to That's watch really those films order. in. <laughs> I sat at, at, at an IHOP for a couple of hours after that staring into a cup of coffee and knowing that I would never feel joy again.
0: <laughs> the guest in Terminator 2.
1: Oh, my God. That's great.
0: I know. <laughs> that
1: is that is fantastic. Did I have one with a guest? I think I did. I've got, like, several pages here. Uh...
0: Kind of... I don't know how this one pairs. Um, I, I was kind of just lobbing things out there at this mm. point. Um, I paired Attack the Block and Cabin in the Woods. Huh. I don't know why. I, they, I don't know but they just it, like it they, kind of feels yeah, right. Yeah, you know, just fun. Like, the first one's like, ah, oh, this advent- adventure-filled... You know, adrenaline yeah.
1: rush, and then and and, and you know it, it, it's also both characters fighting back against the monsters that nobody thinks is going to be able to. Yeah, it, so who knows?
0: Not... Yeah.
1: So yeah, that that's that's not bad at all. Here's one that I really like the idea of, but I personally wouldn't want to sit through it. <laughs> but I still think it would be a fantastic film feature for someone who is not me, and that's uh, <laughs> the man who fell to Earth and under
0: the skin. Oh God. <laughs> 'Cause nobody really wants to watch the Men That Fell to the Earth. I mean, not so much no really.
1: I, I, I tried rewatching it after Bowie died, but made it through the first half of it to me and gave up. Oh, here's one that, that I that I thought of initially just because oh haha, ha, it's fine to put those tiles together and then I thought about it more and I really liked it. Yeah. And that's the mist and the fog.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that'd be great.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I did Godzilla and Pacific Rim. Yes. Of
1: course.
0: Yes. think of, what would you pair with like, because I, I kept throwing out Ghostbusters and Transylvania 6-5000. That's not bad. Well, those weren't ones I was thinking about pairing together. Okay. Well,
1: okay, but I, I guess you could,
0: could have... but I was trying to think of ones that, because there was a couple of movies where I'm like, well, I'd love to show that movie, but what would pair well with it? It's yeah, kind of like, well, well, I, I this know cheese already... is delicious. What wine should I pair with
1: it? Uh, I, I know I've already thrown it out there for, as part of a different pairing, mm-hmm. but... Uh... Ghostbusters and the Frighteners might work.
0: Oh, yeah. I too. don't know
1: which order I would want to show that in, but...
0: I think you'd wrap up with Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think so, too. And, um, in, again, in Thoroughly Depressing, but mm. um, do Kate Fear and then Night of the Hunter.
1: Holy shit.
0: Huh?
1: Brilliant. See, and you thought
0: you weren't going to be able to come up with it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't feel very um, confident. And, again, in one of the ones that would be, like, really depressing, I did Company of Wolves and Ginger Snaps. Oh, well, that's great. No, there was something that Jim came up with that we were talking about ginger snaps. God, what movie was it? But it was like a girl coming of destructive age kind of. <laughs> what was it? I don't remember. That's gonna drive me crazy now. I was trying to think of stuff. I mean, what? I mean, do Frankenstein and Young Frankenstein? That
1: could be fun. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would, I would do that. Uh, here's one that, that's really almost too obvious to mention, but I'm gonna anyway. Sure. And that's Night of the Creeps and Slither.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Invading yeah. alien slug zombie yeah. things. You <laughs> had Terminator and RoboCop because they're just that, oh, yeah. that early '80s yeah. kind of like um, kind of cyberpunky action yeah, films yeah. and, and melting mel- were... man
1: and machine. And...
0: Yeah, and but both of them were also a lot more um, kind of that the feeling that I get that kind of indie horror edge that, like, I, I think of, like, Videodrome. Yeah. And, like, kind of where it was almost kind of uncomfortable.
1: I tried to come up with a pairing for Videodrome. <laughs> I just could
0: <laughs> It's probably for the best. Yeah, I've a company of in ginger snaps Oh my goodness.
1: I knew there was going wait, to be wait, something
0: what, what did we say our Jaeger name was? You're next.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, We've been was, trying
0: to think of our Jaeger name for three years it, it, now. It, it was... It,
1: uh, it was either You're Next or uh, I don't think, I, I think that's an unfair criticism. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, one of these films I didn't like as much as I wanted mm-hmm. to, but I still think the, these two would pair together really well. And that's uh, Trick or Treat, the, the original 80s heavy metal one, and Deathgasm.
0: Oh, okay. I got Deathgasm in my horror box. Did you? Which sounds rude.
1: It kind of, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> huh. mm-hmm. I got Deathgasm, and I got, um, God, what, it's one of well, the we
1: Don't Read the Latin, where we're talking about Jennifer's body and
0: her horror box. That's right. I got Turbo Kid. Have you heard anything about that?
1: Uh, vaguely? It's like some post-apocalyptic, fun, low-budgety, intentionally cheesy 80s retro thing? That's not. Because it's,
0: isn't it recent? Right, yeah, but I mean, but that's trying to be, yeah, yeah. trying to be that style. Um, but no, I'm. i uh, I think you provided a link to it a couple of times, and my and my picture or my, my picture, my. Uh, I got a, a Amity Island, um, t-shirt because it always gives you a t-shirt too. Yeah. and some of them I'm less like, eh, but like the the Jaws themed one that I got this this month was that's kind of weird. awesome. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah! No, I, I, I found I have so many pages of notes here. I finally found what <laughs> what I paired your
0: next with. Hand me those ones. from me a peek.
1: Okay. Um, I paired your next with Hush. Oh, both really good, really fun, and yet nail biting home yeah. invasion movies.
0: Yeah. I still, I still want to see cheap thrills.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> worth seeing once. I think. Yeah. Um. This one I, I, I really like. <laughs> really, well
0: that's beautiful. That is beautiful.
1: Oh tremors and grabbers.
0: That yeah. is that is the most yeah. beautiful thing that ever existed ever. <laughs> they
1: they have very
0: very similar feel. So. But you were saying? I'm sorry.
1: I, I, I was saying this is one that that I really like, and I think I actually want to do this one at some point. And that's Wes Craven's New Nightmare and In the Mouth of Madness. Ooh. Because they both deal with that blurry line between fiction and reality. You'd have
0: to end with the New Nightmare. You think? Yes. Because I think New Nightmare's, like, you feel a bit happier at that's the, true. the defeat at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's
0: perfect, except and, I would reverse the order.
1: Okay. Yeah, I. I had, she's pointing to my notes. I have Scream and All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. And that's the order I had it in. But, yeah, I could see reversing it. Yeah. Um... You're right that In the Mouth of Madness has such a bleak ending, but it's an ending that I love so much, and I think it's so yeah. clever that, that I'm tempted to go out on it. But, um... <laughs> oh, The Faculty and disturbing Behavior. Get your 90s on. Get,
0: your, your, your heart on kills you. <laughs> Damn movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Angel Heart and Lord of Illusions. Oof. Now they both got that, you know, Louisiana <laughs> yeah. voodoo... Unclean feeling to them. Okay, here's a fun one: uh, "Night of the Demons" and "Return of the Living Dead." Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, eighty cheesy, ridiculous goodness. Uh, similarly, I would show "Creepshow" and "Tales from the Dark Side" movie.
0: I've been wanting to rewatch the "Tales from the Dark Side." I still love that gargoyles.
1: I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I rewatched it within sometime within the past few months. Um, yeah. So I
0: completely ordered that, or I pre-ordered that new release of. Um, the Friday the 13th series. Oh, yeah. I swear yeah. to God, if, if they did not clean it out, if it is just another version of that the completely un, unfinished yeah. kind of like, they, with the series that they released all three seasons, and I bought them and I'd had them illicitly before they made them right. available because I absolutely loved them, and they did nothing. Like, they released it pretty much, it looked like VHS copies. Yeah. Uh, it was the quality. Was and they made so it all terrible. Bad.
1: Um. Oh, that's why you mentioned cheap thrills. I've, I've got it listed here as uh, a double feature with 13 Sims. I haven't seen that, so. I've, I, haven't I haven't seen either of them, so. Very similar setups. Oh, yeah. In, in terms of, you know, somebody's basically being dared to do horrible things for money. Sure. This, again, falls under the, the category of perhaps too obvious to mention, but what the fuck, let's we'll throw it out there. Evil Dead and Cabin in the Woods.
0: Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's a toss up on which version of Evil Dead you show, whether it's the original or, or the new one. I think they would both slot in there pretty nicely. So, you know, dealer's choice. Whichever yeah, one exactly. you like better, it's show that point. one. Yeah. yeah. This one I was delighted to come up with Maximum Overdrive and Chopping Mall. I've never
0: seen Chopping Mall, so I have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> i love it so it, it, it's one that that you know again one of those that i had looked at the box art so many times yeah and a few years ago they, they showed it at central cinema for halloween and i went and saw it and it was just as terrible and awesome as i thought it would be the, the premise of <laughs> the, the premise of that one is that you know the, this this really high-tech cutting-edge mall has these new security guard robots. And of course, things go badly, and they start. Like they do. People. Did you
0: hear about the uh, the robot that basically ran over ran an over 18...
1: kid? <laughs> yep. Fuck you, kid. Get yeah. out of the way.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> uh, critters and gremlins.
0: Gremlins is too mean.
1: Gremlins and critters.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I don't remember if you've seen one of these. Uh, coherence and try oh, I've seen both of them. I think they would go. Oh yeah. Well, for... I
0: don't
1: think it would be a very fun for night. For <laughs> No, not not, yeah, not so much. Not compared to... Oh, here's here's another one that's not a fun night. That it would make it an
0: excellent double feature. <laughs> excellent double feature for a horrible evening.
1: Stir of Echoes and Frailty. Oy.
0: Stir of... But I really like Stir of Echoes. Oh, it's really I, good. And I really like Frailty. Yeah, but, they're oh.
1: both really good. And oh. actually, now that I've said it out loud, I think flip them. Because Stir oh, of yeah. Echoes
0: has the exactly. more yeah. happy ending
1: uh heavenly creatures and stoker
0: i've been wanting to rewatch stoker yeah but i've never seen heavenly creatures, You've never seen heavenly creatures.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if i ever told you my thing about having seen heavenly creatures when i did i saw it fairly early on you know in terms of its, its release um at a point where most people the only peter jackson films they'd seen you know were like bad taste yeah, yeah. meet the feebles and even just the Frighteners. So when it was announced that he was going to be doing the Lord of the Rings movie, you know, I had a bunch of friends who were like, oh, I don't know. have and, and, and I would just point my finger in their face and be like, have you seen Heavenly Creatures? And they'd be like, well, no. And I'm like, then shut the fuck up because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful job. Because I love that movie. Do, yeah. you, do you, know, you know the, the yeah. story behind it? Mm-hmm. It's based on a true story about the, these two girls, these two young girls who formed a close friendship. Mm -hmm. A a really, really close friendship. And their parents think, maybe we should separate these two. And that turns out to be not a good idea for them. Because they end up murdering one of the girls' mothers. Yeah. Uh, I think their intention was to do both of them, you know, but but they didn't get get around to it. But the thing that's amazing about it is these two just in in, in their, their talking and playing, just weave this really elaborate fantasy world for themselves. And the film shows the fantasy world.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, and so it was just kind of fucking amazing. And showed me what he was capable of as a filmmaker.
0: That
1: wasn't just gross. Exactly. House by the Cemetery, and We Are Still Here. Ooh. Yeah? Uh, You know, again, a little bit obvious, because We Are Still Here. The the filmmakers have said it was inspired by House of the Cemetery. Which is really neat. Yeah. I don't think you're going to love it. Yeah. But but yeah, I
0: love we are still here. So yeah, exactly.
1: So so you should see it for that reason alone. Uh, perfect blue and Black
0: Swan. Oh, that's that's a good pairing. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think again, so. again,
0: really unenjoyable night.
1: But yeah, <laughs> now, now 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 here's the thing that that entertained me greatly. Who wasn't a made Black Swan? Is that Aronofsky? Jodorowsky?
0: Or, no, not Jodorowsky. Yeah, Aronofsky.
1: Yeah, uh, Aronofsky claims that uh, he hadn't seen. But, yeah, he and he claims that it wasn't based on that at all. But yet, uh, it turns out he bought the remake rights to it before he made Black Swan. Yeah, it's funny. A little weird. Um. <laughs> okay, this one also not a particularly fun night, but uh, uh, I think they would go well together. Splice and Ex Machina.
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> I had um a friend talking about the new movie that they're doing, from the yeah. creators of Ex Machina, and saying, she was like, oh, you know, I love this movie up until the last 15 minutes, and I was like, what?
1: I wasn't what? sure about that movie up until the last 15 minutes, <laughs> and then I was like, this is the best movie ever, ever.
0: I know. Yeah. Everybody has a bunch of, like, I think Jim still, like, looks askance at me sometimes on my joyful glean when she, when she leaves him. No, it's fucking perfect i know and, I really and one of the things that's goes, fucking perfect but, about it is but why i mean just because he's kind of douchey does he get to, yes
1: I, also she's not a person she's You've not. been making this mistake the entire movie looking at yeah. her the same mistake that he just made the same yeah. mistake that means that he's probably going to starve to death in the middle of nowhere yes Is she is not person person
0: and so she's not going to make humane decisions yeah she's not a human
1: yeah so I thought the idea yeah. was fucking fantastic yeah. and we've basically just kind of spoiled it for everyone. Oops. So, um, yeah, you should watch that, it's great. Uh, I've got just a couple more here and I think you will like both of these. Uh, the Horde and Wreck.
0: I have not seen The Horde. You haven't seen but the Horde Wreck, okay. Wreck is wonderful.
1: It's and also everyone wanted a watch
0: it, everyone wanted to show it.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of an action y zombie movie that, that takes place in, in, you know, a tower block, the okay. same way that huh. that Wreck does. But, you know, they're the similarities kind of end. Okay. But, but, you know, that it's a similar it's cool. enough feel that, that they'd be great to watch I together.
0: still really need to show um, uh, Citadel.
1: Yeah, I want to so, see that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and the last one I've got on my list here is Battle Royale and Series 7, The Contenders. Oh,
0: perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that that would be your Hunger Games, what Hunger Games night?
0: Yeah. <laughs> But oh my
1: god, this is fun. Good, good. I see, I knew you'd like it once we started. what I say to all of you. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: <laughs> and on that note. See <laughs> you guys, too. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>